we just got done interviewing um, uh, the three brothers from Hyper Thrive Athletics. And hang on, quiz me. So it's Aaron, Nolan, and Joe. Yep. Did I get that right? Okay, got cool. it. And yeah, that was a really fun episode. We talked, I think that was like an hour 15 that we went with them. It definitely will be after we add this part of it. Okay. Yeah, that whole it, episode will be, it'll be a long one, but it's a good one for sure. It's a really good mm-hmm. one, you guys. Well, and so, you know, they... They started their gym, I think they said, in 2016. Mm-hmm. And so, which is kind of, fair, which is fairly recent for very a business. Very recent, yeah. Yeah. And so it seems like they're doing very well. They're, I... Um, it's, a, it's Yeah, I agree. It surprised me yeah. that it was so, uh, or it was not that long ago. Because it right. feels like, based on everything they, they do and they mm-hmm. post, it seems like they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just their, you know, just their content of what, you know, what you guys are going to hear right now in this episode is just um, such good information that um you, like you can definitely tell they're genuine about and passionate about what they do and they're not they're not trying to you know be millionaires and get you to buy things that you know package it training packages that you don't need like they're all about you know educating you know educating you and whether you're an athlete or just you know general population or whatever just wanting to get in shape um so they they have our stamp of approval for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely passionate about what they do. Yeah. Um, and def- it's, it's very obvious that their concern is what's best for the athlete that yeah. they're training, and uh, which is an awesome thing because it could be very simple. Like you said, they could be salesmen and, and pitch this crazy idea that's going to change your life and change your athletic ability, mm-hmm. but they're not interested in that. They, right. And they, they made that very clear, and they're yeah. interested in, hey, yeah, we want to change your life but we're going to do it the right way yeah. and the way that's best for you and that's healthy and it will you know, prevent injuries and all of that. So mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Our first time having five people in the studio. We only have four mics, so <laughs> Deb and I had to share a mic. Um, so just so everybody knows, we apologize if there's any, you know, if the volume on for Deb or I cuts out a little bit. Right. Um, we tried to like scoot the mic closer to one another, whoever had it. There right. were times where I was, I was leaning back, so you might hear me in the background. I don't know. However, it's going to come across. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. The, the weird thing for us is when we're doing this podcast, typically we have a mic in front of us and we are able to look at yeah. who we're speaking to across the table. This time, there, like I said, there's three people across the table. So trying to look at you know, yeah. each person, sometimes I think we forgot to move our, our head with the mic or the mic with our head. So yeah. uh, just uh, we apologize for anything that may, but hopefully yeah. it's okay. That was hopefully the first, it's all good. Yeah, that was the first time with five, five people. Yep. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it's good, but... No matter what, you get to hear what they say pretty Which clearly. Is more important. It's definitely more important. <laughs> so you may not hear the question, but you will hear the answer. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. yes, enjoy this episode and make sure you guys go follow Hyper Thrive Athletics. Yeah. Cool. See ya. Bye. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard, coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum, and we're sharing a mic, and I don't like this. No, partially because I'm so close to you, and uh, I don't want to be. <laughs> so we've done like almost 50 episodes, so we're already around each other too much. Yes. But anyways, no, our guests don't care about that. <laughs> Today, we have the guys from Hyper Thrive Athletic. We have Aaron, Nolan, and Joe Grinstein. What's going on, guys? How are you? Thanks for having us. What's good? You want to say anything? Joe, come on. Joe, come on, Joe. I'm here as well. It's here as well. <laughs> we've never had we've never had five people in this room at one time. This the most we did was four with mm-hmm. 
Todd Sullivan and Dante yeah. Morris. You guys were on their show yeah. as well, just like we were. And we're like, man, this is a lot of people. Yeah. And then we had, a, and they even warned us that episode. It's like, hey, you guys are gonna have the Hyper Thrive guys. Just mm. so you know, there might be uh, three of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? All right, cool. We'll, we'll, just, we'll figure this out. So yes, Deb and I are sharing a mic. And we're in here making history. Five yeah. people. Yeah, yes. Todd even said that. He's like, we're gonna hold the record for like two weeks and then those guys are gonna come in and just knock us out. So it's true, he saw it coming. So thanks for being here, you guys, by the way. For yeah, sure. We're excited. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. No, we love what you guys do. And I hope this is okay to say. I told my wife this before um, I came here today. I like As far as what you guys are doing in the sports world and on social media, I kind of have crushes on all three of you guys. <laughs> is that weird to say? I don't know. Just because I'm like, dang, like I look at their stuff and I know we shouldn't be comparing our stuff, but I compare what they do compared to us. And it's like we have a picture with a red and white logo. I'm like... They have videos and <laughs> they're doing stuff like physically that I can't do. It's, it's pretty cool. So we do appreciate you guys being here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that is all without being said for sure. Definitely. Um, okay, so before we get started with just like our, we have a whole bunch of questions for you guys. I always do warm up questions for all mm -hmm. of our guests. Um, and so um, we don't tell you ahead of time for a reason, but um, I have three questions. And one of the, have you, have you guys listened to any of the warm up questions lately on any of the podcasts? I've listened to a few yeah. podcasts, but okay. it might be a different question. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I have one. Oh, sorry. Can I just say, this is where it's going to get awkward us sharing a mic. Can I just say that it's always awkward when we ask the guests that question? Like, hey, have you listened to the podcast? Like, because um, so, many, yeah. so many people lie to us in the moment, and then we I shut know. the mic off, and they're like, oh, we've never listened to one of your podcasts. <laughs> We're going to be honest with you guys. I so I do appreciate you listening, though. Yeah, thank you. Well, and, and I only ask because there's a signature warm-up question that mm. always stumps everybody, so... I didn't know if you cheated or not. I didn't know if you thought, okay, anyway, let I me just, it. all right. <laughs> okay, so um, since there are three of you, I thought mm -hmm. I'd ask this question, um, and I don't, it doesn't matter who answers, but so if you guys were all stuck on an island, mm -hmm. just the three of you, which one would be the hunter or food gatherer? Which one would be the navigator and which one would be the entertainer? I think, we, I, I think we, we already that know down. that, yeah. Oh, Nolan's oh, definitely the entertainer. I'm, I'm the dancer. I'm, I'm going hard. That's Nolan. Okay. <laughs> I would say I would be the navigator and Joe would be the gatherer. I don't know. I've got a good sense of direction, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> but so if, so maybe I'll, we'll switch I'll off on to, that though. one. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I think we'll, we'll but work, Nolan's work for sure together the on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a pretty easy That one we know. That's a good question. Right? Thank you. And I know. I figured those are just the three basic survival skills. you got to eat. You gotta know where you're going to get food, and mm -hmm. you gotta you have gotta a be. show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That was good. They had that one that was down. Quick. Yeah, all that right. was quick. All right. Okay, and this one, all three of you, or just one of you, or two of you, can answer it however you choose. But if you had one extra hour of free time a day, how would you use it? Mm. Oh man, I would I would study for sure, like read, and because that's kind of where I find at the end of the day, like I get time to read because mm. I'm kind of all over the place with my studies. Like it's not necessarily just strength and conditioning, but just the opportunity to take time to just sit yeah. down and read. For me, that would be definitely where I would go with it. Nice. That's honestly exactly what I was thinking. Sometimes during the day, I'm just kind of hustle and bustle, can't really get as much studying as I would like to. Yeah. Um, and just taking that hour to make sure I can get that in yeah. would yeah. be super beneficial. And that's, that's like one of the things that we've found is I always ask kids, hey, do you read? Or like, what have you been reading lately? And I feel like that's one thing that we try to change with our kids is the perception that they have of like studying and reading because so much is pushed on them. So all, you know, I give a lot of kids books and like give them book recommendations. 
And I think the one thing that I found is, you know, growing up, I never would have been the person who answered that question in that way. Like I wasn't a big reader at all. But when you find something that you're actually passionate about reading and studying, it completely changes what you, um, like how you value that time, mm-hmm. right? So um, I think it's it's kind of disappointing that a lot of the kids, I ask them, like, have you been reading? They're like, no. Like that's their answer. It's ridiculous. Because they're on their um, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that um, I would like the, you know, the opportunity to kind of change within mm-hmm. at least the kids that we have the opportunity to be around. So um, for me, that's something that's changed within adulthood for sure. Nice. So that's for, awesome. I'm pretty sure my wife is going to listen to this episode. <laughs> so I'm going to use my extra hour to spend with my wife. There you show. go. Hey. Good Very answer. Nice. We'll applaud that. That's always, that's a smart answer. And it's uh, not uncommon. We've heard that quite a bit. Who was it? Uh, Jeremiah Saunders said the same thing. Yeah. He's like with my wife. My for wife. sure. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a smart, smart guy right there. Good call. And then did you already say? Yeah. Dang. Study, read. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. I apologize. Study. This is going to be tough with three, <laughs> three guests. We're going to have to make well, this work. Our attention span already is not great, mine and Josh's, <laughs> so you'll have to excuse us. So, But that was good. That was very good. good yeah, and I, and I completely agree about the reading uh, yeah. thing, too, because like Deb said, I mean, there's so much on our phones and mm-hmm. constantly looking at our phones and, and reading stuff on our phones. I don't feel like it's not the same thing, though. Like, you can read articles mm-hmm. on your phone, but it's just yeah. not the same. And mm-hmm. do you, Now, do you guys do audiobooks too? Or just the physical book. I I do audiobooks, um, but that's just because being in the gym for like six hours mm-hmm. a day, when I'm working out or when I'm trying to listen to something, I can't listen to music anymore. A lot of the time, it's mm-hmm. I, just like constant. So I yeah. need kind of a switch, um, and I'll find myself kind of spacing out within the audiobooks. But a lot of times, I'll do an audiobook and then still read the book because I don't I don't retain nearly as much from an audiobook. But right. it's just a nice switch up from music. That's kind of my problem with audiobooks. A lot of times my mind will just start wandering and then I'll miss a whole, you know, couple paragraphs without even really noticing. Right. So I'll have to go back anyways and then it just kind of gets my mind all rattled and I'm not really focusing on what is actually being read. So that's kind of my problem with audiobooks. But I, um, I, I just feel like I retain a lot more when I'm actually reading. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and I definitely, I mean... If I listen to anything, it's going to be a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd nice. much rather have yeah. like a hard copy in my mm-hmm. hand. Like right. Nolan said, I retain it so much more. Yeah. yeah. And there's a different, I feel like conversational style stuff listening to is a lot easier than just like. Scripted. Yeah, mm-hmm. scripted. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that, you know, the, the, the reader, whoever can get like super monotoned and it just kind of, I blur it out a lot of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, that's why I ask. I, I prefer the hard copy of the book. Plus, because I, I highlight stuff all the time. Yeah. So um, I know there's, like you said, there's no way I'm going to retain something if I'm just hearing it. Mm-hmm. You'll catch bits and pieces, but like if I want to hold on to a piece of information or a quote or something like that, like I have to be able to to highlight it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit problematic at the gym because I'll be like on a bike or something trying to highlight, and then my sweat drops in the book, and then <laughs> it, it, like then it's smeared. So it doesn't really work out at the gym the best, but um, yeah, the hard copies is way better, yeah. way better. Yeah. But that's interesting. You can't so you can't listen to music during, at the gym anymore. That's interesting. It's we all kind of have that it, problem. Yeah, it, and it, it's it makes funny because yeah. we'll be in the gym and we'll be working out for like thirty or forty five minutes before our clients come in. Yeah, and they'll come in and be like. It's silent in here. How, how are you guys working out in the silence? And I think yeah. for us, one, just because we've been working out for, you know, like our training age is higher, so we don't feel like we need that, like, energy kind right. of boost that you get out of music. But, yeah, for some reason, people feel awkward. Like, if we went into yeah. one of our classes and shut off the music, everybody would stop working out, oh, I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's, no. it's just yeah. different. But yeah, for us, I feel like we hear so much of it. It's tough to do it outside of the gym. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, and I feel like there's a whole like mental toughness thing there too, because I feel like some people have done that before, right? I, I want to say football teams have done that before where they just they have music playing during practice mm -hmm. and then they'll shut it off for a period of time because mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you don't have this song playing when you're competing. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you have it the whole time during practice? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it is a mental thing because I agree. I think in, especially in the gym, you're so used to having the, the earbud in or the mm -hmm. AirPod, AirPod yeah. in with that thing pumping you up. And if you take that away, it's like, wait, wait, hold on. What's going on here? Yeah. yeah. It really does, it really does <laughs> yeah. throw you off. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I'm, yeah, I could, okay, well, we could talk about that forever. Yeah, we, we could. That's a good segue, though. One. Yeah. <laughs> talking about, speaking of music. Speaking of songs, um, so my classic question that gets almost everyone, um, and we've had guests, like, like, later down the road, like, DM us and say, oh, I thought of my answer. <laughs> I got to tell you my answer. So um, if you could think of a song that's already out there um, mm. that kind of, speaks to your life like I call it a life song mm -hmm. what would it be like something like if you can think of everything you've been through or something that is meaningful in your life right now and you can connect it with an actual song out there what song could you think oh, of I hope you guys have a good one because I'm I'm drawing a blank <laughs> you're not alone this happens to everybody <laughs> well and it's tough because it's like some guests are like well okay if you asked me that a year ago it's mm -hmm. this song but you ask me it now I don't know yeah. or if you ask me that yes like sometimes for me every day is like a yeah, different life different song. song but if you can think of something um like for your life in general what song would that be only a couple people have had answers like that two people yeah very right? few very few and it's been I, they've all been older guests too for the most part yeah so they've, they've had songs that like have been with them from you know, for like years and mm -hmm. years. So we're like, that's an easy one. For some of the people that are a little bit younger, they're like, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea what that answer is. Yeah, that's a tough one. What's the song on the uh, video with For Mom? Oh, Fair Happier. Journey. Actually, yeah, okay, oh. so, so Happier by Marshmallow and Bastille. Yeah, so oh. Oh, I like that song. It's every, kind of been like yeah. our, our Hyperthrive theme song. Almost. Every time this okay. song comes on, it just kind of like reminds me of like the family and the community we have. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it's one of the songs we put over. We had a charity event for Four Mom Charity. It's one of our athletes. Yeah. Um, he, his mother um, has struggled with Alzheimer's and actually mm -hmm. just recently passed. Very mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. um, but so we had a charity event for his his charity um and it was just like the best day ever it, like we got a, a bunch of people in the doors um and it was just like a very fun day um and since that video has that song just every time i hear it it just like brings back those good memories and just mm. reminds me of the strong like family community that we have and it just like brings a smile to my face yeah Aww. yeah that's, awesome. That's a good one. I like that song. Yeah, we'll stay mm -hmm. with that one. Yeah. I'm not okay. familiar with the song, but I do know those, those two artists. And so I can mm -hmm. I kind of have an idea of how it would go. Um, and that's that's cool, especially when a, when a song relates to a specific moment, like, you know, yeah. or an event like you guys are talking about. Um, and we actually, I think we with the character combine, we do follow that, um, the 4Mom hmm. page yeah. too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, an, it's an awesome cause. So I would definitely recommend anybody, you know, right now just go follow that because there's a lot of cool things there. And, and like I said, it's... Um, 
yeah, it's, it's just more impactful when, mm. when a song's connected to a, a situation like that. So mm. that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. That was good. and it applied to all three of you. Good. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. You passed. Because I was that's blanking. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, like I said, man, you're that's not a, a tough you're one. not alone. I Everybody. Think, I don't even have mine. Like I. Talk a big game. I don't have one. Oh, we never do. Someone flipped on us. Like, what's yours? Like, I don't know. Uh, We're not the the guest here. That's not the point. I'm asking you the question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't turn this around on us. That's funny. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys for answering those warm up questions. Um, So we always like to ask the first question we ask our guests, and I have an idea for you guys, but nobody else does probably unless they follow you guys. What's your uh, athletic and coaching and or coaching background? So. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest. So for those of you guys that don't know, we're three brothers that own Hyperthrive. We're born and raised here in Sacramento. Um, We grew up in the Natomas area and all graduated from Natomas High School. Um, So I was a two-sport athlete in Natomas and then ended up going to Butte College um, for junior college and then transferred to play baseball there and then transferred to Abilene Christian University out in Texas um, to finish up. Um, So studied kinesiology out there. once I was done there, just kind of st- did um, odd jobs and stuff that I wasn't really passionate about. And then finally, just kind of started training some clients. I was working for um, a, a healthy nutrition company, a meal prep company out in Houston as well, and just kind of started picking up some personal training clients from there. And uh, my wife finally told me, like, stop doing stuff you're not passionate about and jump into, like, what you enjoy doing. Um, so really just kind of dove in and started growing my client base and studying all I could and, you know, kind of getting mentors and that type of thing. So that was kind of the path that I took as far as my athletic and coaching career. Awesome. And uh, so this is Nolan here. Um, so <laughs> we got to like Nolan name the, it. Nolan the entertainer. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, same thing, two-sport athlete. And I actually also uh, went to Butte College to play baseball. Um, to start my college career, I wanted to be a physical therapist, uh, so that was kind of my goal. Um, and then once I hung up the cleats in baseball, I actually transferred to Chico State to finish my um, kinesiology or exercise physiology degree. Um, after a couple, you know, internships and that type of thing, I figured um, physical therapy really wasn't my passion. Um, and then I, you know, trained a couple um, athletes and um, just adults, and I found that that's kind of where my passion was. Um, and then I started to transfer kind of to that side of things. Um, and I was actually living in Chile, um, oh. yeah, a couple years after I graduated from college. And at this time, Aaron had actually just moved back from Sacramento, or to Sacramento from Texas. Um, and at this point in time, he called me and he, uh, he told me to move back to Sacramento to help him start what is now Hyperthrive Athletics. Wow. So, okay. yeah. Nice. <laughs> and awesome. then, so I was a three-sport athlete in high school. This is Joe. This is Joe. <laughs> this is Joe. Um, You'll get so, to know their voices pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> so I played football, I wrestled, and I played baseball. Um, and then went to college, went straight to Chico State and was a kinesiology degree. Mm-hmm. But actually, I started out a graphic design major, so I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And then, oh, um, yeah, so realized that my favorite part of every day was going to the gym um, and that I hated being on computers. So mm-hmm. the graphic design thing wouldn't have worked out. How'd yeah. that start, though? That's like a diff- Like, I, I love design. Oh, um, okay. I'm really passionate about design. And our parents are both architects, landscape okay. architects oh, and, okay. and architects. So I think design kind of runs in our blood. Um, Did but you design we're, the logo? 
We uh, no, we actually kind of helped out though. We yeah. we had one of our our buddies design it. Um, Sorry, but yeah, no worries. That's gonna happen a lot. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and so I I just feel like we're both or we're all too active to be like mm-hmm. in a desk job. Like I I couldn't see any oh, no. of us working in a desk job. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so went. Uh, decided I want to do kinesiology, but I was the kind of person where I didn't want to commit to a career unless I really had a good understanding of what I would be doing. So I got my first internship at Capital Strength and Performance. It's in downtown. Um, and then from there, I went to the University of Alabama. I did an exchange program to there so I could work with their athletics. So I did an internship um, at Alabama, and then I came back, did my second internship at UC Berkeley, and then finished up at Chico State, and then went out to Boston for, it's called Cressy Sports Performance. So that was my last internship. So I was, I did like probably too many internships. And then um, (laughs) at that point, that's when Nolan had moved back to California. So I moved back maybe six months after Mm -hmm. they had. So timing worked out pretty pretty well that we all came back to Sacramento at the same time. And it's funny because most people, I think when they hear about, you know, three brothers running a gym, like imagine us, you know, growing up like, oh, I can't wait until we own a gym. Like we're all strength coaches, Mm -hmm. but literally none of us would have ever guessed that we would all come together at the same time and start this business. So um, timing kind of just, you know, made it happen for us. Right. And then how long ago was that when that all started? Um, Was that end of 2015 or end of 2016? 2016 2016 yeah so i think um i moved back in like august of 2016 no one was back in like november yeah and then then i came back in in 17 the may may or june 17. nice so it's been pretty pretty fresh pretty quick yeah that is crazy because i i would have been in the boat of assuming maybe not like when you guys were young but assuming that at some point you guys just got together and said hey let's start this thing but it really kind of just happened organically yeah Mm -hmm. and just the timing was perfect Yeah. yeah which is pretty crazy yeah um how did you guys come up with the name Hyper Thrive Athletics? Like, what's the meaning behind that? <laughs> so, oh, there's a story behind Joe this. Joe and Nolan are looking at each other. Kind of a story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I was, uh, I think you go through, every, I think everyone goes through a phase in their lives where they think that, you know, people that are successful just came up with one idea and it just clicked. <laughs> and like, like in college, you're like, oh, I just need to make an app. And like I'm gonna get rich. Oh and I think at that we time, like, we were just talking about that. Yeah, you know, just come up with one idea and you're rich. And yeah. so I was like trying to come up with apps, and I know nothing about apps. Like I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, Wait, hold, on, but, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. We gotta stop there. What was the first your first app idea? <laughs> it's gonna sound horrible. My first. <laughs> That's app why I idea asked you. <laughs> in uh, I was in college and I was 18. Ugh, oh, we might have to cut this out of the podcast. So no. I was I was okay. I was 18, okay. and I thought uh, it would be a great idea if you came up with a marketplace where because they this was when like facial recognition was starting to happen. You know, like you could unlock your phone with your face. Mm-hmm. So I was sure. like, what if you as like an 18 year old could put in your picture and then somebody across like the United States would also put in their face and it would match you with somebody that was over 21. And so Whoa. You, could get, you could get like, you know, uh, uh, of age funny. ID. Oh my gosh. But, uh, Obviously, oh we. How that's, old were you when you thought of this? I was 18. Oh, that's, <laughs> why. Okay. that's highly illegal. So. Uh, <laughs> That wasn't going to work out. But then I came up with another app where it was like my fitness pal, like a food tracker. Yeah. And I always found that I tried to do it and I couldn't stay consistent with it at that time in my life. Um, And I found the same thing with other people. 
And it was the same time that like Tom's were big and sure. all these companies that were selling things in order for you to actually like give to a cause. Yeah. So I thought, you know, it would be awesome if you could do an app where it was like MyFitnessPal, you tracked your food. And if you hit like certain goals or you tracked consistently, they would donate food to someone um, who needed it. Oh, that's it. cool. I like that. Yeah. And so I was trying to come up with different names for that. And Hyperthrive was one of the ones that popped up. I don't think it would have fit that um, cause very well. Sure. But at the same exact time, Aaron was trying to think of a name for um, like a fitness business. And so I kind of threw that. And um, at first it was Hyperthrive Fitness. And then okay. we kind of flipped to Hyperthrive Athletics when we decided we really wanted to, um, you know, focus on a lot of athletes. Uh, so that was kind of the slow progression of that. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the app idea story. That was good. I did yeah. enjoy that. And you know what's funny is that some of our listeners may think that's still a great idea. <laughs> there may be someone that's like, steal that. we have a patent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You heard it first yeah. down here. Yeah, we're going to get messages like, hey, you should encourage them to keep going with that because I, I, I could use that idea. That's awesome. Who told him that was a bad idea? Was it one of you guys? <laughs> well, the, the first one or yeah, the second the, one? No, the second one sounds awesome. <laughs> the first one. The first one is awesome for a different reason, but who's yeah. like, hey, man, Joe, that's not the one. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a good idea if I knew how to uh, code or, you know, yeah, sure. do anything like that. I just, we don't have to go down this road too often or too long, but I can't imagine. I'd be terrified to see what would they would match me with. You know, <laughs> I, I, I could be honest with myself. Like I'm not like I'm not a model. I'm not the, great, I'm not the greatest looking person in the world. So I mean, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's all good. I'm Can married. Be like yeah, a, someone's like stuck a with me already. Compliment or an insult when you see the picture that they match. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an insult. <laughs> like you'd be a perfect match with this person. Really? No, I'm good. <laughs> I pass. Send it back. Send it back. Yeah. yeah let's back. let's try this again. Um, okay. Cool. So. I have to ask, and I, I, it seems like you guys really enjoy working together, mm -hmm. um, but for, I wanna hear from you guys, like how is it, three brothers, you guys all grew up to, what's the, so what's the age difference, if you guys don't mind me asking? So the difference between me and Nolan is um, six years, and then okay. between me and Joe is eight years. Okay, so yeah. So, so they're two years mm -hmm. apart. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, so I get that a little bit, because my, my youngest brother, I'm the oldest, my youngest brother is nine years younger than I am, okay. so I kinda get that, that yeah. dynamic. So what is it like working together? Yeah, the, we get that question a lot. Um, sure. You know, honest, I mean, we definitely, like, sometimes, we don't really have, like, huge, big disagreements. I mean, we'll have them um, every once in a while. I think we'll say what we need to say, and then we kind of get it off our back and really, I mean, forget about it by that mm -hmm. afternoon or whatever the case may be. Um, but for the most part, I think it adds, like, a really cool dynamic because we kind of are all on the same page. We speak, you know, the same language as far as training goes and um, how we deal with our clients. And I think our clients really appreciate it because they – you know, we, we try to, obviously, we have a family vibe just because it's, you know, us three working together. Our parents work out with us. So um, our wives are in there. Um, but I think our clients feel that, and they feel like it, it, they're a part of the family as well. Um, so I don't, I mean, you guys can speak on that too. But Well, I, I think one mistake a lot of people make within the fitness industry is you'll get two or three coaches that come together. They're all really passionate. Um, you know, they want the same things but they also do the exact same jobs and have the exact same strengths, right? Where I think we complement each other really, really well. Um, we all speak the exact same language as far as coaching and have the exact same styles and philosophies when it comes to training, but we have very separate roles within the business. Um, and so I think because of that, it meshes really well and you know we're not stop stepping on each other's toes because it's pretty clear and cut like what each other's roles and responsibilities are. So there's never, um, 
it's it's not like we're two trainers that come together and it's like, all right, well, who's going to do the taxes? You know, like it's because that, that happens a lot that? within the fitness industry. One. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It pointed to Aaron. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry too. That sounds terrible. And I, but. I think another really um, good aspect of it is, you know, I'm not scared to hurt their feelings because at the end of the day, we're brothers and like we have to love each other anyway. So I'm not really scared to like step on toes or that type of thing. And I feel like we all feel that. Um, it just makes it easier to know that you don't have to kind of hide behind. Be, yeah. Like you, you want to say something, but you can't because you don't want to step on toes or hurt yeah. feelings. Yeah. We're brothers at the end of the day. So I can yell at him or him and it, you know, it won't affect our love for each other you're like you have to love me anyway so exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's really important i think because i imagine if you, if you had say two friends right and mm -hmm. or just two acquaintances they want to start a business together and there probably is that initial honeymoon period at the beginning yeah. where uh you know someone might do something and it's like ah, it's gonna drive me nuts but it's okay it's we're all good we'll get past it and then after a while that stuff builds up builds up builds up until finally there's a breaking point mm -hmm. and then everybody just snaps off on each other and it's like what what happened and you have mm -hmm. like you know four or five years of resentment built up towards that person that's with any relationship but you're right for you guys being brothers it's like that honeymoon period is over mm -hmm. that stopped when you guys were born yeah and so um yeah you just get that off your chest right away and sometimes like i know people that tried to do business with family and it went terrible but mm -hmm. they didn't have the relationship probably wasn't great to begin with so it seems like you guys all like each other for the <laughs> yeah. most part which is yeah. important which is a good thing which is important for sure and i uh, think it's um definitely important setting clear expectations yeah. like what you expect out of a relationship or what you expect out of a business partnership um i don't think like initially like we sat down and said here's like your clear-cut role here's your role here's what we expect i think that probably came maybe like a year down the line mm -hmm. um but now like they said we have our you know our roles in the business and like we know like what's kind of expected of us and what who's going to carry what and that definitely makes a huge difference so I mean, definitely if you're currently like looking to go into business and looking to have a partner in that business, um, know like upfront what those roles are and like what you guys expect out of the relationship. That's good. Well, that makes everything flow a little more smoothly too, I imagine. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like you said, like it took a year, like it's a you know trial and error thing, mm -hmm. I'm sure, going into it. Just, I was gonna ask a different question, but I just, did any of you, not, neither of you had a business background or anything going into this. You guys just had the athletic kinesiology background. Yeah, yeah. not really. I mean, I've always been pretty passionate about business. Okay. Um, like, er, like college age for like a few years, I was in network marketing. And I think that, you know, a lot of times it gets a bad rap, but like ultimately for like my self-development and education and understanding like what it takes to run a business and like mm -hmm. how to market and stuff, it was a game changer for me. Wow. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, okay, so you guys are way into social media and that's just, you know, how you have to like promote your business too and mm -hmm. you guys show a lot of videos and stuff. And so there, um, and I follow a lot of fitness accounts on social media, on like Instagram as well. Um, you see all kinds of different like training methods and different, um, you know, whether it's for sports or just exercise in general. And sometimes I look at things and I'm like, mm. It's not, no, <laughs> you know, we, I'll we just definitely like, do the same. <laughs> okay. Well, like, so, you know, and I don't know, I'm you guys, I mean, I, I have a kinesiology degree as well, but you, I like at this point I would be like, okay, I'm going to ask you guys tips because I feel like you guys would have way more knowledge than I do. But is there a certain training like myth that you guys see all the time or that people come and bring information to you that like drives you nuts? 
I would say what drives me nuts, um, just going on social media, Yeah. there's a lot of trainers out there that are trying to reinvent the wheel and they're doing it, um, it's like novelty for the sake of novelty. So Mm -hmm. you do not need to make anything up as a trainer. Mm. Like if you are trying to invent exercises, you're probably doing something wrong, right? Like everything has been done and it's probably been done better than you do it, right? So um, you need to not try to uh, invent anything or come up with anything on your own. You need to study the basics extremely well, be savage at the basics, and then look at what the best, the absolute best and the experts in the industry are doing and mimic it and put maybe your own little twist on it, right? Um, and I was just reading a book recently that said the like essence of creativity is putting connections between two things most people normally wouldn't. Um, and so that's where you can take your creative edge as a coach, right? It's not making something up. It's take what the experts are doing, take all the information you can from the experts, and then you put your own twist on it by creating connections between those different things. But it's not coming up with something on your own. Like you should not walk into the gym and be like, what can I make up for my client today? How can I confuse their muscles today, right? (laughs) That's a huge myth. It's like muscle confusion, not a thing. Mm. Make sure your athletes and your clients are extremely, extremely great at the fundamentals Mm -hmm. and then create connections between different things that the experts are doing. Yeah, wow, I like that answer. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, yeah. Definitely speaking on the fundamentals, um, you know, we work with a range from youth all the way up to pro athletes. Um, and something that our pro athletes are doing is probably not a good fit for like what a sophomore in high school needs. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, whether it's an athlete working out on their own or working with a trainer, like think they need to be doing this like super advanced stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you know how to do a, a push up and a body weight squat? Let's like mm-hmm. start there. Like let's start with the absolute fundamentals and build upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people like get caught up in the hype and like see the cool stuff that LeBron is doing on Instagram or Bryce Harper, like whoever you know the top guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that might be what's great for for them where they're at right now and like what's on their program. Um, but that might not be right f- for you. And ultimately that's, I think, why it's important to work with a professional who knows what they're doing and knows how to assess movement and kind of um, create a baseline of where you're at now so it takes all the guesswork out of trying to figure out a- athletic development. Yeah, and when it, when it comes to social media or just content in general, um, I've found that if someone is speaking in absolutes, they probably are not an expert in what they're doing. Because when it comes to the fitness industry or just human bodies in general, they are so complex that there is no absolutes at all. Every single answer should really start with, well, it depends, but this is my thoughts on the subject. Yeah. And so if someone is like really, really speaking in absolutes, I think they're either undereducated or they're trying to sell you on something. And so I think that's where you really need to um, take into consideration that not everything you read on social media is a fact and you you just need to really be able to skim through the information take what you know you think is valid for your own but then you also just need to make a decision on your own based on your own experience your own knowledge um and just i mean common sense a lot of the time Mm -hmm. yeah that's really good i told you these dudes should have a podcast that was all really good you know it's funny because when you started talking about that type of stuff when you're saying how you know what works for a professional athlete doesn't work for everybody. My first thought was, I mean, how often do you see like on Twitter or Instagram if you follow like men's fitness or mm-hmm. muscle and muscle or muscle and fitness, mm-hmm. they show like, hey, uh, this actor got jacked for this role. This is how yeah. they did it, right? Yeah. And it's like, 
I, well, I'm, I'm guilty too. I remember when I first when Creed first came out, um, mm-hmm. I saw something about Michael B. Jordan's training regimen and how he drank a, a certain amount of water. I'm like, okay, well, he's clearly in great shape. I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. And so I remember my wife and I went to go see that movie, and I, she knew I was doing this this water thing and trying to drink that much water. And then uh, there's that first shot, and then you see him in the ring, and he's just like jacked. And she leaned over, and she's like, keep drinking the water. I'm like, hey, 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 I don't know why you said it so creepy like that. And I don't appreciate that, but I plan on it. But, but it's true, though. Like, you see, like, I'm guilty of it. Like, you see, you know, you see these athletes, it's like, this is what they do. But you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Like, you're talking, you're comparing like a 25 year old, 25, 26 year old to, I was like you said, a sophomore in high school. It doesn't even make yeah. sense to try to do the same thing because it's a completely your bodies are different. You know, mm-hmm. your your knowledge of the of the muscles and the training is different. So, but I imagine it's just easy to fall into that trap, right? You guys oh, probably yeah. see it all the time, and you yeah. guys probably have clients that come in with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think kind of along those lines, of like the like the headline kind of quick fixes yeah. is I think if somebody's selling you on like drink this fit tummy tea for thirty days and you're gonna lose weight or do use this specific band and you're gonna get this result you know it's like ultimately overall no matter what goal that you want whether it's a fitness goal whether it's a career goal success financially like it's all going to take consistency hard work and consistency over time like there's no quick fixes there's no 30 60 90 days that like you're going to get exactly what you want um so i think that can kind of help you filter through some of the the junk sometimes it's just if somebody's preaching do this and you're going to get this result this quick, it's probably not going to be a long-term fit. Preach. Thank you. <laughs> I always get, well, like I, I train um, high school athletes, boys and girls, and then I'll have, um, and then I train the littles too. And then I'll, every once in a while I'll get just adult clients. Um, mm-hmm. But same thing, they'll, they come in all hot and like very, you know, excited. Like, what about this? Have you heard, like, I heard, you know, I read this, you know, what do you think about this? Like a quick fix, like something mm-hmm. like the, and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm just like rubbing my temples and I'm like, no, don't, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so. Just or they try- watch a Netflix documentary and everything's <gasps> yeah. in their lives changing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, so yeah. but just, yeah, but just trying to educate, you know, my main thing, and it sounds like it, this is what your guys' main thing too is too, is just to, ed- you know, they need to be educated, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. as a trainer, you need to be educated as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, not try to sell someone on something that you just made up to see if it's going to be the next big thing Mm -hmm. or whatever and there is no quick fix it is it's hard work dedication commitment and then i will get athletes that come in and um oh my gosh okay i want to do my max squat and i'm like okay no let's not even let's take away the bar and let me see your body weight squat first Mm -hmm. and then oh no 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 no. (laughs) you know because you know just the basics they want to skip through the basics and get through um and just go straight to the results and so for sure do you see a lot of clients I don't know if I'm gonna say this word, but not drop out, but kind of like get discouraged because they don't see quick results because they don't understand that it does take hard work and dedication. Yeah, I think so. Um, A cool thing that kind of Nolan started doing um, is actually having, going back to expectations, is having conversations with people up front of like what they expect out of a program. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, cause like we'll have somebody like three months down the road that like came in and couldn't do anything and now they're like, you know, do you know, crushing pull ups or something like that and they're like, I'm not seeing results. We're like, dude, like look at all this progress you made. Yeah. Yeah. So like we even have them like write it down. Good. So then like three months when they say they're not, mm-hmm. you know, getting results, we can look back at that paper and it's like, you, you've lost like 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things that you expected and like you're surpassing them. Mm-hmm. It's like that same concept, you know, you, when you look in the mirror, you don't really see the changes, but someone else can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't, 
draw where they started, it's kind of hard to look back and say, wow, like I have come really, really far. So when you draw out that line and then you draw a roadmap, you know exactly where you're going. And then you can look back and say, dang, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get down to the floor on a, you know, on a push up, and now I'm banging them out. You know, so it's good to start it up at the beginning and show them, you know, where they're at. Yeah. And I think something that I go back to, um, even with stuff in my life, if I'm not seeing like the success in business that we want or results or anything, is like, am I getting frustrated for results that I didn't get because of work that I didn't do? I like that. Right. Say that, say that one more time. So am I, am I getting frustrated at results that I'm not getting for work that I didn't do? Mm-hmm. That's good. Cause I think a lot of people, Preach again. a lot of people, you know, we can go back and if it's somebody that's not getting the results that they want over like the last few months, it's like, okay, well, how consistent were you? Mm-hmm. Like, were you in the gym three to four days a week? Were you tracking your nutrition? Were you drinking your water? That type of thing. And then have them evaluate, well, no, well, that's probably where the answer lies. But same thing is like as an entrepreneur, everything kind of being on our shoulders that it's if we're not getting the results that we want, it's probably because we're not consistent at the, the simple daily things that should be done to get those results. That's yeah, that's yeah. really good. And I think that's I hope I hope all athletes and coaches, but right now specifically athletes heard that because, you know, something we've talked about before is even when like so Deb's, Deb's a teacher. And, you know, we've all played sports, so you know that at certain points of the year, the coach wants to see your grades, and if you don't have the grades and you can't play. And, I mean, how many times do you have an athlete come up to you and say, hey, I, I, need, to, I need to pass this class but to get on the field? But then it's like, you look back at the work, and it's, it's rarely that they put in a ton of work and then failed. It's, well, you missed 10 assignments, you didn't show up for this, right? Well, I teach PE, so if you're an athlete, you better pass my class <laughs> is the first thing I should tell. Yeah, but I mean, not just with my class. And I literally have had athletes come up to me who is who they're not getting the grade that they want in my class. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? I'm like, why do athletes in regular PE, they are getting a C or below? And it's because they're either bored or, um, and really PE is boring for an athlete. And But it's the athletes that don't, um, want to put in all the extra work and all of a sudden PE is not doesn't have anything to do with their sport most of the time and they don't want to put in the extra work anyway but um but yeah they go ahead but, but like to these guys are saying though it's like you can always look back at the process and you see where it all fell through and it's usually it's not something that didn't break your way it's something that you had control over right that mm-hmm. was easily like it's an effort thing like mm-hmm. like you said um say, say it one more time Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. Don't get frustrated at results you're not getting for work that you didn't put in. It comes down to the work, right? And it's like usually, very rarely is it just something that was out of your control that you couldn't, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. take care of yourself. It comes down to the work, the effort. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so kind of along the same lines as you know, developing strength and taking responsibility for your your growth as an athlete. Um, you guys posted something. Like I said, we love what you guys do on social media. Um, it makes sense that you have a design background because. Mm-hmm everything looks like it looks cohesive, you know what I mean? And so um, just from that aspect, I don't have a design background, but I like when social media like looks good because it tells, it shows that you care about all aspects of your business. But one of the posts you had recently was a, a short video talking about, cause you guys deal with a lot of baseball players, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, you're talking about how there's all these showcases for softball players, baseball players, these different sports, and everybody's trying to find the best showcase. Mm-hmm. But how many times are you sacrificing your time in the gym and developing your strength for trying to get the best look? Can you get, explain that concept a little bit? Because I thought that was really interesting. 
Yeah, I think for one, you're sacrificing your time. But um, I mean, one of the biggest we, complaints we get from you know athletes or parents is that they don't want to invest the the time and the money into training but they have no problem sending their kids to Arizona for this showcase that has absolutely no um, guarantee of results of getting that kid to be anywhere. And the biggest mistake people make is all coaches are looking for at those events is tools. Like they are looking at you, at the number on your back, the number on your jersey, and what tools does this kid have? And I think I remember going to those showcases as a kid and be like, oh, man, I'm going to show them how much hustle and heart I have. That, that coach is not looking for hustle and heart, right? <laughs> yeah. He's right. looking for what's the number, you know, on your 60. Yeah. What is the exit velo when this kid is swinging? Mm -hmm. And what is the velocity off the mound? And that's mm -hmm. all they care about. And what's really um, frustrating for us is that now being on the other side of it, because we've gone and, you know, we do the speed and agility at those camps. We do the warm-ups at those camps. And the second you see a kid get on the mound and he's not throwing, I mean, now it's, if he's not throwing 90, yeah. those guns go down immediately. Wow. Right. And that kid got looked at for one throw. He probably spent, I mean, definitely at least $200. I know some of those, I've, I've heard a kid spending, you know, $500 just for the camp. Then they're spending wow. on the flight, on the hotel. Right. Parents are there for a weekend. And that kid got one throw, he didn't have the tool, guns went down, nobody's looking at him now. Mm -hmm. And then now, instead of getting exposure, you've gotten exposed mm -hmm. because you've been seen at that camp. That's good. You throw in 79 to 83 is now on paper mm -hmm. in a coach's hands and right. you are locked in at that number, right? And even, we talked to some of our professional athletes about it, things that are placed on you as like a you know, representative of you, are going to stick with you for your entire career. Like we have one athlete where um, as he was about to get drafted, there was a question whether he had the bat to play in the major leagues, right? Mm. And he has proven time and time again, he ha had absolutely fantastic numbers through the minor leagues. And because his scouting report from when he was in drafted. high school yeah. and when he was drafted says that he may not have the bat from the major leagues, they're not just looking at his numbers in the minor leagues. They're that that is stuck with you for your entire career. So now there's a question of whether, and absolutely he can, but there's a question of whether he can swing it at the major leagues. So if your kid does not have the tools yet to go to a combine or to, to go to any, be in front of a scout and have the tools that are impressive, you're not, ex you're not exposing him, you are exposing his weaknesses. And I think take that money, take that time, invest it into something that you absolutely know you're gonna get results out of. Mm -hmm. I mean, if your kid can't do a body weight push-up, he does not need to be in front of scouts. Like it's, and I mean, we see it now, the, the kids that are in our gym now that are sophomores and they're committed to division one schools and the Pac-12 or wherever it may be, they're grown men in a 15 or 16 year old body. Like the reason that they can get scouted and play at that level is because they are more physically developed than the other kids. Mm -hmm. It literally looks like they're three to four years older than everyone else in their grade. Mm -hmm. So it's not about you going and, you know, working with a skills coach two times a week if you absolutely don't have the strength to mm -hmm. even swing a bat hard enough. Like it just comes down to the numbers. Baseball is becoming a numbers game. And if you can't hit the numbers, there's no point in showing it. Yeah. Wow. And just kind of going along those lines. Um, so let's say like you have been going to showcases, you have been going to camps. I think one thing that 
can might maybe hinder it a little bit more is if you go to that camp and you don't have the best numbers and you go back to the same camp or another one and the same scout is there three or four months later and you're still showcasing the same tools that 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 kind of get gets the ball rolling even worse so you know use that time in between to actually develop yourself don't just put all your effort and focus into going to those showcases but never really developing um and like, you know, I think it's just evaluating what are your goals, where are you now, and kind of what suits you best, right? Because there are guys that throw the ball hard, that, um, you know, drive the ball far, and it's like, yeah, that might be a good fit for them right now because that's they need to get seen with the skills that they have now. Um, but ultimately, I think that those kids are going to get seen anyways, Right now with social media and different recruiting tools and that type of thing, like if you have the skills and you have the tools, like you're going to get found no matter where you are. You could be at a playground park driving the ball and somebody's probably going to find you. Well, there was, it was this past uh, baseball season, major league baseball season. There was that dude at the A's. Um, mm-hmm. It was like just in the, in the like atrium or the, you know, where they do like all the concession stands. Yeah. Right. The guy was just throwing and threw what, like, it was like 95. He yeah, threw? Was and then crazy. he, you know, was signing. The next day, yeah, it's just yeah. like bizarre, but you're right. You just get seen. We were just talking about that too. I mean, how many times now do you see highlight films of peewee football games on Sports Center? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that kid's, you know, eight years old, but you're seeing it on this massive scale just because it's so accessible. So you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. It's mm-hmm. like you don't have to work as hard to get to get seen, but you should be working hard on the right areas mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. And I think, I mean, there's, you know, there's good things about showcases, like putting yourself in high high pressure situation, like how do you respond and like, you know, building some confidence and, you know, building your character and that type of thing. Um, but ultimately, like I said, it's looking at what your goals are, where are you right now, and, like, what's going to best fit you for your current situation. Yeah. Right. Love it. Um, we always, um, obviously, this is called the Character Combine, so we always like to, you know, ask questions about character um, with our guests. Um, and so for you guys, um, when you are – training someone does their is their character revealed through their training session like um like sometimes i'll i'll get athletes that i work with um and even though we're not i'm not you know i used to coach softball i don't anymore i just focus on strength and conditioning you could totally see someone's character on the field but for when they're just working out you can some people are like oh you probably i can still see their character absolutely Mm -hmm. just like their work ethic Mm -hmm. so is that something that you guys sometimes need to like address with your clients yeah i I think now um like if you if you came into our summer program um we we had i think like 80 how many kids we have in our summer program like 85, I think it was, something like that. And they work out in groups up to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, at this point now, we've had kids where it's their third summer in the mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have built a very strong culture of you come in, get your work done, like you do the small things correctly, and mm-hmm. everything you do in here you do with, with quality and intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that culture has kind of been instilled and built upon it where kids now come into the room, that you know, they you see them stand up a little bit taller, a little bit prouder chest. Um, and I, I think that speaks to some of the leadership we have just within our athletes that um, create that and allow that. But I, I think one mistake that people make is they don't think that kids can change. And I think kids are so malleable at that age where we have some kids that, you know, if you asked us a year ago, like, how does that kid work in the weight room or what, what is his character, his work ethic like, we would have a very different response from what they have today. And I think that speaks um, to just what kind of effect 
strength and conditioning and just training in general can have on a kid. And I, I think there's kind of an issue where kids these days don't really understand that they have um, an immense amount of responsibility and control over what happens in their own lives. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, mom and dad kind of drag them from practice to practice. They don't have to worry about their own schedule. Maybe somebody helps them with homework. Like everything is kind of, they have their hand held. And in strength training, nobody can lift the weights for you, mm-hmm. right? Like you are the only person that can train your own mm-hmm. body. And then they see the results and they're like, man, I actually have control over this part of my life, my performance, my body, how I perform within the weight room. And so I think it gives kids a level of responsibility that they might not have felt before. Um, but we see massive changes in character. And one of the biggest things for me, like when people I've had people ask me, you know, what's the uh, most fulfilling part of, of your job? And for me, it's like I, I like seeing kids make progress in athletics. and I like seeing bigger numbers, all that. But when we have a kid who comes in the first day and he can't look me in the eye when he talks to me, you know, he can barely shake my hand and he's having his parents talk for him and all that. And he comes into the gym and, you know, he's extremely shy and doesn't really talk to kids. And then a year later he comes in he's the one at the front of the group. He's the one leading everything he does. Like he's extremely social within the weight room. That is the most rewarding thing for me is seeing that type of change rather than a physical change. Oh, for sure. I mean, because you're not only developing their bodies and their and their physical strength, but you're if you have a kid like that who, like you said, is not making eye contact, you mm-hmm. know, having his parents speak for him or her parents speak for her, you're developing that belief in themselves too, yeah. right? And so the confidence level goes up, and then they're they, you're pushing them in a way where it's making them realize there there's more inside them that yeah. just hasn't been hasn't mm-hmm. been touched yet. And it's yeah. like, okay, if we can get that out of you. Like you said, in a couple of years or even the next year, you're gonna be a completely different person. Yeah. And that's just, you know, I'm not a, I'm not, not a trainer by any means, like you guys, all four of you guys, but um, you can, that's a, it seems like a very obvious thing. It's like when mm-hmm. you push someone to the very brink of what they're capable of and a little further than that, yeah. then it, it brings something, I think, very special out of them. And then you, yeah. like you said, you do see a behavior, behavioral change, not just a physical change as well, yeah. which is really cool. And I think it's, it's important to note in our profession that not all of your kids are going to play professional sports, right? Like you're going to have, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like, as much as, you know, we love improving athleticism, something like that is going to have a much greater impact on their life in the long run than what their squat number is. Right. I was just going to, well, before you jump, before you said that, I was just going to say, not only you're teaching them a life skill Mm -hmm. of how to talk to an adult, Mm -hmm. of how to speak up for themselves and just, I mean, I, I'm a high school teacher and I still get parents who are students mm-hmm. who their parents will talk for them. Yeah. And like, liter- like I will be have a parent and a student in front of me and this has happened before and the parent is asking me a question for her and I will turn and look at her mm-hmm. and talk to her and answer and then she'll I'll ask her a question she'll look at her mom and then her mom starts to talk and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah. Mom, I need you to go away for a second. Yeah. And so you're teaching them a very, very valuable skill mm-hmm. by doing that. So that's awesome. That's for sure. And it's, I mean, yeah. Really, it's a lot of the things that they don't learn at school, mm. right? I mean, there's obviously some great teachers in the system, but there's also, too, it's like you're just shooting to, like, get these test numbers and that type of thing where it's, like, people skills, leadership skills, like how you yeah. do the small things. I mean, those are, like, what really carry on, like, mm-hmm. down the road. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, and it's universal, right? Like, you can use, you, those are skills that you use with anything for a job in the future, just to communicate with the world in general. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you need to be able to do that. It's for sure. Helpful. Yeah, I mean, if you're, yeah. 
you know, down the road in yeah. your career, you're, you have the same exact resume, same credentials as somebody else, but you have better people skills and oh, leadership yeah. skills, you're oh. probably going to get the job. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, I wish, I wish I would have saved it, but there was an article a while ago where they talked about people who are really successful in their careers or like high level CEOs. And if you dig deep into their background, typically there's an athletic background of some mm -hmm. kind, whether it's high school athletics, college professional but the reason for that is because discipline you know self-control mm -hmm. uh, hard work it all plays into it and you know when it's taught correctly by coaches or trainers as yourselves it carries over into the rest of life and so mm -hmm. that's why like i love what you said about hey not everybody's gonna make it to the professional level mm -hmm. um so parents you gotta you gotta understand go. <laughs> but but that doesn't that's the value is still there like what you're teaching them is still still massive for, for mm -hmm. their life and so um yeah, it's just a it's a it's a cool thing. I, I love what you guys are doing, and um, I'm sure I'm sure the coaches love what you guys are doing too. Because not mm -hmm. only are they getting a better human being, but they're also getting someone who's stronger, faster, can throw harder. Do you guys is it mostly a baseball clientele, or do you guys have a lot of different athletes come through? Yeah, so I'd say our main our main population we work with is baseball and softball. Um, we we also work with um, girls volleyball is a big one for us. We've worked with some basketball teams, but. Um, you know, we can develop athletes in whatever sport, but we somewhat like to kind of focus and, and really hone in on like those two sports is the baseball and softball and then um, girls volleyball. Nice. Okay. One of the things that I, I've noticed since following you guys, um, I don't know how this is gonna, this might sound weird. I don't know. I already said, I already said, I, already said I have like You already a, told us you have a crush on Yeah, us. I did. <laughs> and my wife does listen. She's like, hey, it's like, yeah, but you said that thing during Creed, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> When I watch the videos of you guys training someone, it's interesting because I know like we just had Lem Adams on from mm -hmm. um, Game Game Fit Sac, mm -hmm. and very intense guy, very motivational. And I've seen some of his videos, and you know, you usually in his videos you usually hear his voice, very intense, and he's like pushing everybody. With you guys, a lot of times I will see one of you guys in the videos training, mm -hmm. and it seems like you guys have like a laser focus when you're training. It's almost like you're training yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, or I don't, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but it's like when I watch you guys do it, it's like oh he's there's nothing else in this room that's happening other than training that athlete. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys take your own athletic competitiveness and place it into those moments when you're training someone? Because it seems like you do. Like there's that laser focus. I'm going to give everything I have to this one moment. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you feel that way when you're training someone? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's one of the most important parts of being a coach is giving complete attention to, to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, movement quality is everything. So, I mean, you can you can give an exercise, you can give a program, but if it's not how it's supposed to be done, it's not gonna have as much carryover as you want it as a coach. So, you know, a lot of times you can give a program and, you know, p kids can do it, but paying attention to, um, paying attention to how it's actually done and making sure it's done properly mm -hmm. is is one of our main goals. Mm -hmm. So um, we're very attentive when we're on the floor. Mm -hmm. And if we see anything that we don't like to see, I mean, we're we're right on it. Yeah. Wow. And I think I think of that concept in two different ways. Um, one, exercise can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Sure. So as a coach, I'm, there's absolutely no excuse for injuries in my gym. Mm. Like 
if that if anything happens in my gym, I'm gonna go home and beat myself up for the next <laughs> week and a half. Spoken like a true athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that I think as a coach, it's completely unacceptable. Like absolutely do no harm. If someone is getting hurt in your gym, you need to take responsibility that that is your fault. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're a coach, you're in charge of their health and their safety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be absolutely as attentive and locked in as I possibly can because I know at the end of the day, if I miss something that it's on me. Like I take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then two, as a coach, you need to take everything in the gym as an assessment. Like inform- it, there's no good or bad information. It's all information. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to take every single session with your athlete as assessing their movement. Um, what are we looking at here as far as weaknesses, as far as strengths? Maybe where are some of the gaps that I can fill in? Um, and I think a lot of people one, don't have an assessment protocol, which is something you need to get on for sure. Like you need to have an assessment protocol, but then you have to treat every single session like you're still assessing that athlete Mm -hmm. because you're going to learn things from just watching them, but you also need to ask the right questions. So I think a lot of the times um, coaches are saying too much and not asking enough. Mm -hmm. Um, An athlete, I mean, studies show an athlete learns a lot better when they're able to make mistakes on their own and kind of find out what they they need from the movement. If you're giving them too much feedback, it can actually be really detrimental to their learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that there's some cool stuff by Franz Bosch on that subject. Um, but you need to be asking the right questions. So mm-hmm. if I see something and I'm, I'm you know maybe looking at an athlete and something doesn't look right, I'm not gonna tell them, hey, you look weird, like that looks weird. I'm gonna ask them, hey, like, are you all right today? You know, are you feeling anything? Is there a pinch there? What are you feeling? How does that feel? Um, does that feel any different than last week? So it's all about asking the right questions and getting the right information. So every every single session should be taken as an assessment. And also too, like along the lines of being like a, um, a strength coach and understanding your personality and having some self-awareness, like there's great coaches in Sacramento and across the country, um, some are, quieter and more, a little bit more introverted. Some people are super extroverted and like, you know, like bringing that hype. Um, I would say Nolan's like the most hype out of us. Um, but I think, I think a lot of strength coaches try to be somebody that they're not. Like they see the strength coach that they want to be like, but they have completely separate personalities. Um, and so just understanding it's like, take your personality and motivate the way that you know how to motivate. Some athletes are gonna relate with you, some may not. Mm -hmm. That's why it's cool to have different personalities of coaches in the building. Um, But you you don't always have to be, like obviously you need to be there, you need to be a thermostat to know like what your athletes um, kind of emotions are that day or like their their motivation level. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't always have to be like talking all the time, super hypey person. If that's your personality, it fits you, awesome, do that. But also, too, if you're more an introverted person, understand understand how to motivate athletes and get the best out of them in, in, in your personality. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. We've had, um, yeah, we've talked about um, on one, I don't know what episode it was. Well, you almost, sorry, I'm going to cut you off real quick, <laughs> as usual. No, everything you guys just said right there it was almost like like 10 of our podcasts all wrapped yeah. in one, but way more eloquent. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, what I, that's pretty much what I was going to say. So no need to say more. Thanks. No, go ahead. Sorry. Josh. No. Anyway, this is why we don't sit this close during no, podcasts because it's not. Or share um, a mic. Yeah. No. 
But um, no, you have to, you need to know that every single one of your athletes has, you know, different personality, different motivation level. They, you know, and that's, we've talked about, it's important for like a coaching staff to ha to have everyone, like how you guys are, like um, mm -hmm. you connect with different athletes, like some coaches and athletes will butt heads and then you need to say, oh, you talk to them, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not working right now. So I think that's good that um, you guys obviously know that and that you guys all have, seems like different personalities that, yeah you guys can reach everybody, so that's good. And I think like one thing that I try to um, really do with my athletes and with my mindset as a coach is completely assume that everyone is trying their best, mm. right? And like some coaches are so quick to be negative. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you think that athlete is trying to mess up? Right. Like, do you think he's not trying to do what you're yelling at him? Mm -hmm. right. And do you think that yelling at him is gonna give you a more positive result mm -hmm. rather than going up calmly Tell them what they're doing. Tell them what you want to change, mm -hmm. why you want it to change, why it's mm -hmm. important for them as an athlete. And at me as a person, I'm going to react to that a lot better than someone screaming at me because now I'm just, I'm already, mm -hmm. especially if, if I'm young in my training age, maybe it's the first time I'm in the gym, first month I'm in the gym, I'm probably already uncomfortable. I'm probably not very confident about what I'm doing in, at, in the first place. Someone screaming at me is not going to make me perform better. Like everyone is trying their best, assume that, try to make changes, but do it calmly and, and I mean, doesn't hurt to be nice. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, you are a coach. It doesn't mean you have to be mean. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that goes back to like you guys were talking about the personalities. I think sometimes you see, you know, five or six coaches that are really well respected and you think, okay, I've got to, I mean, you might read a, a book from like Phil Jackson. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got to do it like Phil would do it. He's kind of a different dude, so yeah. you're probably not going to be able to do it like him. <laughs> but if, even if you try and it's polar opposite of your personality, it's not going to – I think you mentioned it. It's not going to come off genuine. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not yeah. who you are, and those two things are going to conflict, and it's going to come out uh, awkward, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, even like – you know, I've watched stuff of Nick Saban like during practice, and you would think he's like this super intense dude. Like obviously in his own way he is, but it's not like he's at practice, and they probably wouldn't show this if he is. <laughs> and I'm sure there's times where he's like – getting on people yeah. but for the most part he's like a super just like conversational like do the stuff well do it right pay attention to the details but he's not like going to be yelling at you like the whole mm -hmm. time from what i've seen but like mm -hmm. that's yeah. just an example of like a very high level coach that's built a high level program that's not mm -hmm. that sticks to what he's good at right, right yeah right. so i guess intensity doesn't mean louder like more mm -hmm. intensity doesn't mean you're a louder person mm -hmm. and, and it more. doesn't mean it's going to be more effective mm -hmm. yeah the louder you are Right. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm screaming at my athletes, I tell them, like, I'm not mad at you. I just, I need you all to, you can't hear me. Yeah. Like, I have to yell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, there's definitely yeah. times where it's needed. You have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, and I've also had the thought, like, if you are the type of coach that is constantly screaming and your energy levels at 10 all the time, how will those athletes actually know when you're serious? <laughs> you know, that's a good you know, point. That's a good how, point. Yeah, how yeah. will they f see that there's any flexion in what's going on, right? So, right. Mm -hmm. if myself as a coach is extremely calm, concise, mm -hmm. communicative, they know the second that something is wrong and they need to change mm -hmm. something. So my we, athlete, I, up somewhere. yeah, my, <laughs> me, like me yelling and being loud versus no one yelling and loud. They're like, oh man, we did something wrong. You know, yeah, 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 like, yeah. and it has a more, it has a more drastic effect mm -hmm. because like, I'm going to save that for when I need it. Like that's the card I'm going to pull out of my pocket when right. I really need to pull it out rather than um, if I'm at a 10 every single day, there, there's, there is no 11. Mm -hmm. Right. 
that's like the equivalent of your parent using your middle name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, exactly. they, they threw that middle name in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm screwed. I, I definitely <laughs> messed up somewhere. Well, hey, we, um, we've, been, we've been recording for a while. So <laughs> I do have one more question. Um, this is not nearly as serious, but you guys post uh, videos of recipes, which I did one of them. It was the turkey chili sweet potato. <laughs> really, whose idea was that? That was me. Did you actually? That was really good. I'm glad yeah. you posted that. And I, I think I, because we messaged about it a little bit. Yeah. And my wife's a little bit more of a picky eater. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm going to make this. So hopefully you, you enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, she loved it. So that there was, and she's like, hey. she even said, she's like, we'll have to add this to like the fall, winter. You know, the the fall, yeah. 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 fall yeah. winter collection. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it is really oh. good. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so we can, you know, you can add some stuff to it from there too, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the video you posted was a little bit different than the recipe you uh-huh. sent me. Yeah. Um, so I think you made it probably a little bit spicier. Yeah. Which my wife will not enjoy that. That's one thing she, she won't budge on. But I'm, I may still have to try and just, you know, hope for the best. But um, so you guys seem to enjoy like that side of things too, like the nutrition side of things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Do you, are you trying to help your athletes with the nutrition? Do you send them home with recipes like that or their families with recipes yeah. like that? And Yeah. And it's just really making their lives easier. Um, obviously, we're not registered dietitians, so we're not sending out exact meal plans but it's just giving them um information that will help them in the long run so it's just easy meals to do that are quick because the number one thing we hear i don't have time like Mm -hmm. most of our athletes when we when we ask you know what did you eat for breakfast Mm -hmm. um nothing or it'll be like something very small toast yeah toast (laughs) pop tarts exactly yeah something or a granola bar and it's like well all right how can we give them some information that'll just make it easier because we all know scrambling a couple eggs in the morning with some toast with some peanut butter and an avocado is not that not that hard and it takes you five to ten minutes Mm -hmm. if you can Set your alarm for five to ten minutes and have a nutritious breakfast that'll get mm-hmm. you started for the day. Mm-hmm. That's a win, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing with lunch. A lot of them don't eat that big of lunches. They wait till dinner. And so we see them at four thirty, five o'clock, and they've only had their toast mm-hmm. from the morning or their Pop-Tart. Right, right. And, and it's a bag like, of hot yeah. Cheetos. Yeah, and some oh hot Cheetos. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's just getting them to to take that extra couple of minutes and prepare something that's going to help them in the long run that's easy. Yeah, and the biggest thing there is the preparation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because ultimately, if you're not prepared, you're going to school with nothing, Mm -hmm. and you're going to eat Takis or Hot Cheetos or a Snickers bar, right? right? And ultimately, it's not that hard. You know, obviously, you got to look at the budget and that type of thing, but maybe get some protein bars, maybe get like a thing of bananas, a... Mm -hmm. uh, loaf of bread and some peanut butter right, right? that's not that's going to cost you mm-hmm. maybe $15 for the week right, right? Mm-hmm. it's not that much you probably spend that mm-hmm. eating at chipotle one you know one or two times right. Right. or in and out or taco bell or whatever the case right. may be um, so ultimately it's just you know having the preparation mm-hmm. like joe said earlier like not relying on your parents to do it for you yeah. if you're an athlete you know student mm-hmm. athlete mm-hmm. um and ultimately, I mean, that's what's really going to set you up for success nutritionally. Right. Yeah. And I, I talk to so many people who make the excuse that they, they don't have time. Or I think a lot of people say, like, oh, I, I don't know what to eat. Like, okay, well, what would your mom have told you to eat? Probably yeah. more vegetables, right? Like, right. Yeah, good yeah. place to start. I think a lot of people know what they need to be eating. They just don't necessarily want to yeah. prepare for it. And to go on the time thing, like, I meal prep. 
and I keep it very very simple. I make you know ground turkey, chicken, rice, and like three or four different vegetables. I spend, I guarantee, less time cooking than 99% of the people wow. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I eat better than probably I don't know, maybe let's say 90. <laughs> and well, even we'll if, even if you like, <laughs> even if you don't want to cook or don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. Like go to Walmart, get a rotisserie chicken, and yes. they even have the rotisserie chickens already pulled off the bone now. Mm. It's like six dollars for a bag, wow. and then get the Uncle Ben's like ready-made right. rice bags that you just yeah. throw in the microwave, and then you can get the dollar frozen veggies. Well, and like I love sweet potatoes. I mm. hate cooking. Hate cooking. So like I would get from Walmart the bag of you just the sweet potatoes that you just throw in the microwave, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it like yeah. steams it for you, or so. it's like so. Yeah, there's you so can actually options. microwave a full sweet potato. Oh. Stab it with a fork a few times, go three minutes on one side, flip it, another three minutes, and maybe another two minutes if you need it, and it's like perfect. See, mm-hmm. just, we'll yeah, come back on for another yeah. episode. We'll just <laughs> yes. go all nutrition yeah. and talk food. Yes, please. <laughs> no, that would be yeah. awesome. But it's true, though, like you said, especially nowadays, like mm-hmm. to say that you don't have time or you don't know how, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, two minutes. Fit, mm-hmm. Less than two minutes, right? You find, like, how do I do this on your phone? And then, I was yeah, going to say, there's Google. I tell all my athletes that come, what do I eat? I'm like, are you kidding me? Get your phone out, like, Google. Good carbs, bad carbs. Let's figure it. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, th- this is a generation of like discovery. They yeah. do that, so it's like you can figure it out. You just mm-hmm. don't want to. Yeah. That's what I tell them. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. much. Yeah. So yeah, but we definitely yeah. would love to have you guys back on, um, and we want to be respectful of your time, and because uh, we've been recording. For this will definitely be our longest episode, You're good which, <laughs> You're good which I love. Three hours. Making history again. Making history. Making history again. Just breaking all the records. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one last thing I just want to mention, and I don't know if this is out yet, but you guys were recently a part of the Mind Pump podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that Has that been released yet? So yet. we didn't uh, do the podcast. We were making video content for their That's YouTube. Okay. Um, so they're trying to push out more educational content for their YouTube. Um, so we did, we were there for probably six hours that day and we're just pumping out videos. Um, they're still in the editing process right now. So we'll, okay. uh, it'll definitely be on our Instagram and stuff when it comes out. But um, I think we probably put together almost like eight videos of, you know, content of different exercise selections and That's um, awesome. some different mindset stuff. So it should be really good once it comes out. But um, yeah, Mind Pump is a great resource for anything fitness. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. So where can they follow all of you guys or Hyper Thrive, all that stuff? This is, this is going to be the biggest uh, <laughs> listing of social media stuff ever. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, for the most part, um, you can catch us on Instagram and Facebook. Those are our two main platforms that we use. Um, Hyper Thrive Athletics on both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're posting stuff daily. Um, we're very interactive. So if you have any questions, just shoot us a message or a DM. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our contact is, info is on there. You can you know hit us up on Google. Just mm-hmm. Hyper Thrive Athletics. All our info will be there. Um, but yeah, definitely. Like if if there's any athletes or parents or coaches that have any questions, we're we're an open book. We have no secrets. Um, so any way that we can help you guys, definitely reach out. Cool. Very cool. Where where are you guys located? So right, we're yeah. go ahead. right off of 65th and Folsom. So we look at the Sac State football field. Oh, we're right okay. across from oh. like the Girl Scout headquarters. Very cool. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Which should be a problem. They have a lot of cookies, cookies there? Cookies. Yeah, the cookies, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that. Um, cool. Very Deb, cool. where can they follow us? Um, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, and Snapchat. Josh is not happy about that, but he finally gave me hold of the Snapchat account. This has been like a a thing, a debate for a long time. I've been trying to, for 40 episodes, I've been trying to get him to, let's let's get the Snapchat account back on. He's like, no, no. You got some streaks going? Nope. Well, not yet. I'm going to. What about TikTok? You guys on TikTok? 
No. That, okay. Uh, that won't happen. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was able to bend and break on the uh, Snapchat. Do you guys like Snapchat? I don't really use it. We kind of use it personally, but nothing for business. The kids come into the gym and they do an hour session. They get back on their phone and they've got like 30 Snapchats. It's crazy. It's not not even an exaggeration. And it's all just pictures of cheeks and foreheads. I don't know what they do. They like (laughs) they like barely. Oh my gosh! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They have to keep their streaks up. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, yeah. but I hate it already. <laughs> I, I Even yesterday, I'm like, okay, let's just give this a shot. And I well, put it on my phone. I'm like, I opened the app up. I'm like, oh, I hate this. I remember why I hate this. <laughs> this, is, this whole thing is trash. But let's give it a shot. Well, and the thing with TikTok is TikTok, you could be like, that's a rabbit hole in and of itself. You just can stare at it and watch and like click all day and then your whole day is gone. So <laughs> we'll, we'll work on Snap first and then, okay. No, that one for sure. I'm not breaking up. I'm sorry. <laughs> not going to happen. So, well, hey, you guys. said that about Snapchat, though. This okay. one, I, this one, I really, really mean. We'll see. So, okay. anyways, hey guys, we appreciate you coming through, and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.